Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, if you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. I hope you're having an amazing day today. We are merging science, for those of you who love the science episodes, science with lifestyle today. And I'll tell you why. If you follow me over on Instagram, you can find me there at Elizabeth Benton. I have posted in my stories a handful of times over the last couple of months, maybe, pictures of me uh, feeding my sourdough starter or making sourdough bread or making pancakes with my sourdough discard. Very recently, I just posted that I was making muffins using my sourdough discard, and it got a ton of questions. All of those posts got a ton of questions. Do you eat muffins? Can I have the recipe? Do you eat bread? How often? Why are you doing that? When did you start? How do I start with sourdough? Where did you get your starter? Did you make your starter? What does that even mean? What is a starter? So today I want to break down the science behind that. And while any of us can Google why sourdough, why is sourdough so popular, Specifically, I use a different kind of flour, not a traditional yeast flour. Most people buy all-purpose flour. They'll buy um, bread flour. I don't use those traditional wheat flours. I use a different kind of flour, and that is one part of what I want to talk about today. The sourdough conversation is an interesting one, and I will say that I don't eat a lot of bread. I don't personally like sandwiches and things like that, but I have three kids under three and I would prefer to give them something like a sourdough discard muffin than to give them crackers. I would prefer to make them sourdough discard pancakes than pancakes with a traditional wheat flour. So I'm going to talk about why that is. And I certainly have tried these things when I, I don't think I tried the bread that I made recently. I haven't tried the muffins yet because I just made those the other day. Uh, But I certainly have tried the sourdough discard pancakes. Kids love them. I think they're great. And we're going to talk about all of that today. The flour that I use, how I got started, why I got started, why sourdough. Sourdough, in terms of leavened breads, goes way, way back. It is the oldest method of baking bread using a natural yeast and not just bread. We'll talk about that too. I already mentioned pancakes and muffins and all sorts of different things like that. Unlike conventional yeast and the way a commercial bread product is often made, sourdough, it ferments 
and it slowly breaks down because of the natural rising agent. It's a fermented product. So with sourdough, what is breaking down is the protein in the grain. One of those proteins is gluten. And so because this happens more slowly and it happens by fermentation, those proteins get broken down more than with a conventional bread product. The reason that that matters, uh, there are many reasons, but one of the primary reasons that matters is because gluten, the protein in wheat flour and many grains can be problematic for a lot of people. Now, this is not to say that if you have celiac disease, you should go house a bunch of sourdough bread and you won't have a problem. Not saying that at all. Talk to your doctor, not medical advice, yada, yada, yada. But for people who have uh, more on the side of a mild sensitivity to gluten or an intolerance or uh, they have skin issues or inflammatory issues, they might find, might, that they can tolerate sourdough products more easily because of this fermentation process. Commercial breads use baker's yeast, and that is kind of an accelerated process. That means that the proteins don't break down as much. Sourdough is not made using a baker's yeast. It's made using a sourdough starter. And you might have seen, I think this became really big in the 2020-ish timeframe and all over social media, people were baking sourdough bread and talking about feeding their starter. So a starter is actually a living thing. It's a culture of yeast and beneficial bacteria. We usually refer to those as probiotics, right? The biotic meaning bacteria, pro meaning good. And these naturally occur. And because they're living, they're taking action. And that action that they're taking is they are fermenting over days and weeks. And then you take a little bit of the starter and you mix it with the ingredients in the bread and it it's active, it's alive. So it is fermenting the proteins in whatever grain wheat product that you're using. And that is what allows the bread to rise instead of uh, baker's yeast. Conventional yeast came a lot, a lot, lot later. And like I said, it shortcuts this process. It leavens without fermentation, without that graduated breakdown of the proteins. And what that means, because it goes faster, it doesn't have the same complete effect. So having it go faster is at the expense of the digestibility of the protein. And also, it can lead to more inflammation, right, when it's more of a conventional bread product. So it's a less healthy product. The other thing that we see in sourdough is lower phytate levels. We've talked about phytates on the show before, but phytates are found in grains and nuts and seeds and all sorts of things like that. But in the case of sourdough, because of this fermentation product process, it is breaking down some of those components, meaning it has less of an inflammatory effect and your digestive system doesn't have to work so hard on it. The other thing about phytates, and we're saying phytates are lower in sourdough bread than in traditional breads. Uh, Traditional probably isn't even the right word, more commercial, conventional breads. 
what we know about phytates is that they prevent the absorption, they block the absorption of nutrients. And so when we have less of that in the sourdough bread, it means that we are able to absorb nutrients more completely, not just from what we're talking about in a sourdough product, but in anything else that you eat. One of the other really interesting things on uh, about sourdough, and I'm saying sourdough bread, but you could say sourdough pancakes or sourdough muffins or anything like that. It has less of an impact on blood sugar, still an impact, but less of an impact on blood sugar compared to a non-sourdough product. And this is a result of the fermentation process, but also a result of higher fiber in sourdough. So something to consider. The fermentation, the fact that it's an active culture with probiotics also means that it's better for your microbiome and it's cheaper than buying bread. Once you get your starter going, which is really water and flour, then to make something with it, you can do with very inexpensive ingredients. I mean, for us, we have chickens. So if we're using eggs, then that doesn't cost us anything. But if you're buying your eggs from the grocery store, you're talking about an egg or two, some water, maybe a little bit of oil. But it is very cost effective to make this rather than buy it, especially if you're a household that eats a lot of these things. If you go through a lot of bread, not only is it healthier, but it's going to be cheaper as well. One of the benefits that I really love is all that you can do with the discard. Now, I said I use a different kind of flour. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But let me first just touch on the process. So you can make your own starter or you can buy a starter and then essentially cultivate it until it's ready for something like bread. That's a conversation for a whole other day. I'm not an expert on it, but I'll kind of outline what the process looks for me. So I bought a sort of starter kit. So then I just had to feed and hydrate my starter. And I feel like I was nurturing it for about a month before I could bake bread with it because it just has to build up the the cultures, the yeast and the naturally occurring bacteria that has to develop over time. That's not something you just like buy a bunch of bacteria and put it in. It doesn't work like that. It's a natural process and it takes time. And that time it takes is actually a good thing. Because remember, the commercial yeast shortcuts the time and that is at the expense of a lot of different health benefits of the product. So essentially what it looks like is, you know, I buy this little pack of of a starter and you add some water to it and you set it aside. And then every initially it's a little more frequently, but right now every 24 hours, I take a little bit of my starter. Specifically, I take 10 grams. I have a little like a little postage scale, kitchen scale sort of thing. And I take 10 grams of the starter. This takes me maybe a minute and a half to do in total. 10 grams of the starter. The rest is discard. To that 10 grams of starter, I add a little bit of water, about 50 grams, and then I add this specialty flour that I'll tell you about in a minute, about 40 grams, stir it up with a fork, put the top on, and then I pop it in my closet because it's like a draft-free area, and then I just do the same thing 24 hours later. The whole process takes me maybe 90 seconds. With the discard... That you can use right away, and that's what I'll use for things like the pancakes or the muffins or 
any number of other things. You can anything you can really imagine almost other than like Legos, you can make with sourdough discard. So that is a little bit of the process. It's water, it's flour, it's your starter. Most people, when they are making sourdough, use just the flour that you buy at the grocery store. So think like an all-purpose flour or a bread flour. That is most of the time what people buy. And of course, some people choose organic, but I do not do that. I use a type of flour called kamut flour, K-A-M-U-T. I'll link it in the show description where I get it. I'll link everything that started me along this process. All right. Kamut flour. Kamut is actually the ancient Egyptian word for wheat, but it is different from the wheat flour that you're going to get in the grocery store in a number of ways. So Kamut, when we talk about the the trade protected version of Kamut, I'm sure that there are like off brands that don't live up to this standard, but they have not been genetically engineered. And we cannot say that for the wheat that is used in not only the flour that you buy at the grocery store or the bread flour that you get, but also the Bisquick and all of the other mixes, whether it's like cake mixes or pancake mixes, all of that has been genetically modified. So Kamut is not genetically modified. The ancient strain that comes from ancient Egypt has been preserved. I love that because I think we've just gotten further and further and further away from what real food is through expediting the agricultural process and trying to increase yield and increase turnover. I mean, there's so many things that have moved us far away from what our food really should be. So I like that that is protected. It's also certified organic. Uh, I said never been genetically modified. And that is not the case with something like all-purpose flour. Beyond that, a lot of your all-purpose flour type products, bread flour, they've been bleached. Need I say more? Kamut has not been bleached. They remove the wheat berries so that it has its kind of white-ish color. It's not as white as like all-purpose flour and I wouldn't want it to be, but I do not want bleached flour. And you might think like, oh, well, I get this organic something or other. But the problem is if you're buying any other kind of like baking mix, that probably does have a bleached flour in it. And I just don't think we should bleach our food. Okay? Yeah. Uh, One other thing about Kamut that I want to mention, actually a couple other things. It's higher in protein content. It's also naturally higher in antioxidants, minerals, vitamins, lots of things like that. And that is because we haven't messed with the strain. It is as it was, as it was intended to be. We haven't tried to modify it to increase yield or increase its flavor profile or anything like that. So not interested in doing those kinds of things to my food wherever possible. It has about 40% more protein than a standard wheat flour, white flour that's not kamut. Uh, It has a much more impressive amino acid profile. It has more potassium, more magnesium, more selenium, more zinc, more vitamin D. I'm sorry, vitamin E. So yes, please. When we see 
wheat flours, traditional wheat flours, all-purpose flour, in addition to being bleached, it has been genetically modified and it's likely been sprayed or been impacted by the spray of Roundup. That is a no-go for health and longevity. So I use Kamut flour. I use it not just when I'm making sourdough, but also any other time that I'm baking. That is the flour that I use. And I don't notice any difference in taste. I'm sure connoisseurs, people say that it has a better flavor profile, uh, which is not surprising given that it's more true to how it was intended to be and not just modified, manipulated, modified, manipulated over hundreds of years. So that is what I buy. I can't get it at the grocery store. I buy it. You might have heard of the personality influencer cookbook author, The Food Nanny. That is how I found it, how I started using it. I buy it through her site. I bought the starter through her site. And I also bought her uh, sourdough cookbook. I Google recipes as well. And my twins are allergic to eggs. And so I modify recipes to omit eggs so that they can eat it. Or if not, obviously, they just don't eat it. But I really love it for all of those reasons around the fermentation process, around the impact on blood sugar being different than a conventional product, around the nutrient profile being better, the cost effectiveness. And the other thing is I really love having my kids be involved in their food from the start. It's very different to have your kids, especially Roman, the twins are a little too young, It's very different for them to see the process of feeding a sourdough starter. Again, it takes 90 seconds uh, and and making bread and using the discard to create things. That's so different than just picking up a loaf of bread at the grocery store. And that loaf of bread at the grocery store is really, really far from what bread is and was meant to be. It's such a highly processed product, even if you are buying one of the higher quality, more natural or organic breads. It's still so far from what bread was intended to be. And I, whenever possible, I like for my kids to be involved in the process of their food from as early in the chain to when they eat it. So just because I don't eat bread often, not because I have anything against it. I mean, I don't think that it's the most... Uh, generous in terms of its impact on health. But I also just don't, I'm not much of a bread person. That's not, that's not my thing. You want to talk to me about ice cream? Cool. We can talk about how I've been making ice cream at home as well. That's a conversation for another day if there's interest there. Um, but it, it just, I like having my kids involved in that way. It is a lot more important for me that my kids be eating steak and fish and all of those kinds of things than sourdough pancakes. But Before I started with my own sourdough, I was still making pancakes for my kids and I would do it from scratch instead of Bisquick, but I was also using a conventional flour that is not as healthy for them. So um, bread or no bread, the sourdough discard can be used to make cookies. The flour, the Kamut flour can be used instead of all-purpose flour for things like cookies. So I want to make these shifts where I can make these shifts for all the reasons that we talked about. And as I said at the top of the show, I 
would rather my kids have a sourdough discard muffin than cheddar bunnies that are made with seed oils. When I know I control all the ingredients, that is a win for me. My kids love peanut butter and jelly or peanut butter toast. So this is a way for me to incorporate those things and feel like I'm in control of the process. It's cheaper. It's healthier. It's more nutrient dense. It's not going to be as pro-inflammatory and they can be involved in the process. So where I got started with it, I bought a sourdough starter pack that she calls it Etta, the food nanny. I'll link it in the show description. I think it's like nine or ten dollars for this little pack of starter and you can use it multiple times it's not just one starter I probably could get several out of it I've only used the one and I just keep growing um, and I got the kamut flour shortly thereafter I repurchased the flour because I think that it's great and it's working really well and I also got her cookbook more than the starter itself I use the discard I probably make something with the discard a couple times a week. I'm currently fermenting uh, what will turn into overnight sourdough discard pancakes, uh, like sheet pancakes. I've made traditional pancakes with the sourdough discard, but this is like uh, in a, like on a baking sheet so that you don't have to stand at the stove and flip pancakes for 30 minutes. I'm really loving the process. Roman is loving the process. It's delicious and I want to be more intentional about the ingredients that I keep in our home and the foods that I prepare. And look, we're not like raising our own beef cows and we're not milking a cow in the yard. There's a lot that we still outsource to big food industry. But where we can take control, I want to, especially when I know things like the proteins, the gluten are further broken down. When I know that the protein profile is higher, that the amino acid content is higher, that the vitamins and minerals are higher and the phytates are lower and it has less of an impact on blood sugar, all of those things make it a yes for me. I will link up the starter, the flour, the cookbook, all of that in the show description. It is certainly not the only place you can get a sourdough starter. You certainly do not have to buy Kamut flour. It is more expensive than all-purpose flour, uh, but it is worth it for all the reasons that we talked about. I think even if you weren't going to use the Kamut flour, it's still better to play with sourdough yourself and a traditional flour rather than buying these products that probably also have seed oils and you might not be able to get different organic ingredients and things along those lines. So hopefully this was helpful. If you have questions about it, let me know. I am an open book. I am not a sourdough expert. You don't want to see the loaves of bread that I've made so far. I think it's kind of like an art form and that it takes some time to figure it out and and figure out your climate because things like that certainly matter. And we keep our house a little cooler. If it was a little warmer, then we might have some better luck with rising and things like bread. But what I have loved it most for is the discard and all the uses for the discard specifically for, for my kids and the foods that uh, are alternatives for them and better than a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on regular bread or bread that I could make that's not sourdough. 
If you have questions, let me know. Like I said, I also started making my ice cream, but that's a less interesting story. I just like the control of the ingredients. I like being able to put a whole lot less sugar in it. Uh, it can be done in an hour, which is really, really fun. And yeah, I just feel better about that as a treat than I do buying some ice cream that has God knows what else put in it. So anyway, check out the links in the show description. If you have questions, let me know if there are other topics that you would like to hear about on this show. Let me know and I'd love to get into it with you. Talk to you soon.